0: hey guys it's marty and Aaron, and we're here for episode four of the better together podcast which is a ministry of sandridge baptist church and today we're in part three of our d for uh discipleship series and we are talking to our next gen ministry leaders here at the church and so with us today are scott and jenny and adam and Lindsay. and how are you guys doing today
1: Doing great, wonderful.
0: Yes. Yeah. well, uh, for those of you who have been following along over the last couple of weeks, you know that Better Together is uh, a collection. It's supposed to be a podcast about a collection of stories from people here in our church, um, just as we grow, so people get to know each other, so people can feel connected to different ministries and different things going on. And so, uh, over the last few uh, episodes, we've been put something, someone different in the hot seat. I guess you might say, and and just kind of talking to them about the things they do. Last week or last episode, you guys heard from Adam and Scott uh, about our music ministry and how that fits into discipleship. And today, since they're also working on Sunday mornings with what we're calling our next gen ministry, millennials and different age groups like that, we wanted to invite Lindsay and Jenny in to be a part of that conversation too, because they're active in those classes and are going to be active uh, in those ministries as well. And so, last episode, you guys got to hear uh, about Scott and Adam's heart. And so, ladies, we want to talk to you a little bit more this episode and just kind of get to know you and uh, who you are. And I know uh, for some people in our church, um, they've known you for a while, but then there may be people who don't know you really at all, and really, we don't want them uh, walking around calling you, you know, Scott's wife or Adam's wife or that girl or whoever it is, and so we want to get to know you so Lindsay, I'm going to start with you, uh, and just, why don't you tell us who you are, like, maybe a little bit of you and Adam's story, and what you do now. You've got, like, three minutes. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I'm Lindsay. I own uh, Linwood Confections, which is a bakery in um, Court Square in Lexington, and I've uh, been there just under a year now, and just, baking for me is um, a way to use my gift, which is hospitality. And so... Um, I just love working through that. Uh, I also support uh, Adam. He's, of course, a band director and stuff like that. I have a music background, so um, I help him with a lot of the band things and even uh, with choir here at church, so just being involved with that.
0: Awesome. And you guys have been married for how long?
2: Uh, 17 years this summer.
0: All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, And so uh, I just just need to ask here, who won who over?
2: (laughs) Um... (laughs)
3: I guess that's my job, right? Like, I was the one who did that. Because um, actually, when I asked Lindsay to be my girlfriend, she said no. Because she said, if I date you, I'm going to marry you. And I said, okay, I'm cool Aww. with that. And she said, can I, can, I get, can you give me a week to think about this? And I said, sure, you know, take your time. And then I called her back up about a week later. I was like, so you thought about it? She said, yeah. And so literally from that point, we actually knew we were going to get married. We got married six months later. It was um, very bizarre, not at all how I expected I, I it to go. I love how that story
0: yeah. went, because usually when girls told me no, it was just like, no and don't talk to me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty well, much had been that way to that point in my <laughs> life, too. Yeah.
2: Well, we had been friends since, like, fifth, sixth grade, and didn't want to ruin that with the relationship, and so, um, yeah, I thought about it, and here we are. <laughs>
0: That's cool. So That's he cool.
4: definitely won you over.
2: Yeah, That's, I guess. guess.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, Jenny, what, we want to ask you the same question, like, who are you, what... What kind of things, you know, and, and y'all chime in again if you need to, like, what do you enjoy? What, what is your, you know, what do you do? Okay. Just tell us all about you.
5: Well, I work at the Cade Center Assisted Living. I was just um, certified to be the administrator. So I was just accepted through the state to have, have my administration license. So awesome. that'll start mm. soon. I'm excited, a little nervous. Yeah. But um, I love assisted living. I love my residence. Um, that's where my heart is. I love to care and serve. So that's, you know, what I like to do pretty much as far as my career. Um, We do enjoy outdoors. We enjoy biking. You can't tell right now. But (laughs) (laughs) we enjoy, you know, being outdoors and doing, you know, we like camping. We like hiking. We like biking. All that good jazz.
0: No, that sounds (laughs) fun. Fun fact.
4: Jenny's mom used to be my babysitter. We've known each other for yes. like ever. Wow!
0: Yeah, I didn't even know
1: that. Yeah, I don't think. Long time. Uh, and you guys have been
0: married for
1: three and a, almost three and a half years. Yeah. Three and April a half years.
0: April will be three and a half years. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm gonna ask. I mean, who won who over here? I don't
5: know. Well,
1: she kind of. Her, well, she was Union Grove kind of stalking me when I was the worst leader. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my not, word! No. But that's how we met. And we I thought, we I, met in no, Union Grove. Yeah. No, I think the, I think this the, the Lord did it for both of us. Right? And we just kind yeah, of
5: yeah. I I knew exactly what I wanted in a husband. And yeah, he did meet whole, all the qualifications. I did not realize I was going to get all the extras <laughs> that
0: come along <laughs> with it. So I think you got more than the, the barter. Yeah, right. uh, for those of you who are out there and listening you don't know yet, uh, there are a lot of extras that come along with Scott. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and some of them are oh, good. good. A lot of them are good. Some of them like a verdict still out uh guys
1: kind of like the fries with that shake is what you're saying pretty much (laughs) (laughs) the
0: uh the purpose of of today's show is not really so much to to talk about you guys even though we do we do appreciate your story and that's and that's really like one of the reasons we started this this show was because we believe in the power of stories um you know even when jesus was was out doing his ministry he primarily, a lot of times, used stories to, to talk to people about what they believe, to change their minds about things, to lead them to faith. Uh, and we believe that our stories are, are really powerful. It's, it's when we talk about things God's called us to or the what he's asked us to do or even how he's changed our lives and transformed our lives, that can be a very powerful thing for people. And so that's the whole reason we started the show was because yes Sand Ridge is growing and things are, are you know like we celebrate and, you know like god you're awesome for the things you're doing but we really are what we want to highlight is we really are better together uh and yeah. you know as we as we do kind of grow and move into the future we want to just highlight people and it's not always going to be a ministry it's not always right. going to be cuz i mean we've talked about d groups we talked about the music ministry we, now we're talking about next gens we really our goal is to just like we want to talk to people and just be like, "How you've been a Christian for fifty years? How did you do that? You know, or uh, you've you've been married for fifty years? How did you do that?" So, and and that I think stories like that have power, and okay. and that's what we want to to kind of get into your story today and to talk about um, the fact that you know God called you guys here, uh, or you four here. We believe that God called you four here. To primarily be, you know, about our music ministry, but he's really opened the door for you to be able to to minister to next gen and to be able to to um, to reach people that, uh, quite frankly, we hear so many times in the church. Oh, they're unreachable. They're unreachable. Nobody's going after them. They're not wanting to come to church. They leave and they never come back. Mm-hmm. And I think we have determined here at sand ridge that we don't want that to be the case we don't want there to be this environment of well yeah they do leave and they never come back and it's just we shrug our shoulders and say whatever we 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 don't know what to do about that so uh we just want to just have a conversation around next gen ministry and uh as you guys are out there listening to this i i know i mean they could talk more about their desire and, and and what they need from the church for 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 next-gen ministry, but really, I think that uh, if you're out there and you're listening, if you could be, if you could pray for these people, if, if you say that I don't know how to reach them, I don't know how to talk to them, I don't know how to talk to somebody who's 20, 30, 10 years younger than me, whatever, you can just pray, and you can take them before the Lord, and you can uh, you know, use your prayer time in a way to support this ministry, so I wanted to just ask you guys, why is next-gen ministry important?
3: I think one of the big things for that is we look at the statistics that we see about students who come out of youth ministry and come out of high school and and the students who don't come back to the church. I mean, it's it's 90% and upwards of that of students who are raised in church who then they leave, they go to college, they get a job, and life happens, and suddenly the church is no longer important to them. We know that that is a gap that needs to be filled and addressed in every church. And Scott and I, several years ago, I mean, a couple of decades ago, we were really involved in a very active young adult ministry in the church we were attending at the time. We, neither of us were in ministry. We were just friends at a small country church. But we had a, a really sizable young adult ministry. And I know for me, that's a big part of the reason I wanted to be involved in this. Was That was very, very important in my spiritual formation. I'd only been a Christian for two or three years. And for me, I grew so much through that ministry and I believe that every church needs to have something like that for people that age. And that was something that I noticed when we came to Sand Ridge was that there was a little bit of a gap there. And that's something I really feel strongly about sort of helping to plug in and and fill that gap and minister to those people that are, you know, young adults, whether singles or couples, uh, just sort of ministering to that age group that we desperately need to reach.
0: Yeah, so Scott.
1: Well, I, that, and and that's an age, you know. You you have the children's ministry. There's a lot going on in children's ministry, youth ministry. There's a lot. Y'all are so active with those. But then you get out of that, and it's like where do you, where do you go? You know, where do you what do you do? And, and it's just like Adam was saying. It's just that age, you know, where it's like there's it's all. It, and I know this sounds terrible. It's like a forgotten. It's almost like a forgotten generation, you know, to, to some people. And I know that may, I know that's probably not true, but it. And maybe they feel that way, you know.
4: Well, and yeah, and, and that's something we've discussed even just ourselves is we've poured our lives for six, seven years, mm-hmm. especially in youth ministry, into these kids. And then they graduate and they move off. We've got new seventh graders that we've got to pour our exactly. lives into. So it's hard for us to stay as much as we might want to stay involved. Yeah. We can't do it. You yeah, know? That's where yeah. you
3: have to... Hand them off. Right. So the same mm-hmm. way yeah. that when, I'm when kids for leave the children's ministry, they sort of get handed off to the youth ministry. Yeah. Now, in our case here, that's all very interconnected. Mm-hmm. But then when they leave the youth ministry and they move into adult ministry, it's a big shift in mentality, too. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wednesday night worship service for adults is very different than a youth Wednesday night worship okay. service. And even going back to some of what we talked about with the music ministry, with Wednesday nights, you know, that's part of the reason that we've taken the music in a little bit of a different direction. We don't we want to be a very cross-generational worship ministry. Right. So that's part of the reason for that is so those people when they graduate those young people they have something to go to that they can feel they can connect with. Mm-hmm. We want them to feel welcome and connected in all aspects of the adult ministry, but it's a big shift for young people when they do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so as we think about that, you know, we we've used this term next gen, right? And I think that 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 could encompass a, a really broad spectrum of people. But, you know, for years we've heard uh, from, you know, polling agencies and our own Southern Baptist Convention and things like that about, well, the it used to be gen, uh, gen, uh, the millennials and it used to be this and it used to be that. Now they're talking about Gen X and then apparently there's this generation, the next is Generation Alpha and things like that. So to you guys... <laughs> You know what? What do we need to know about reaching this next gen group? Like, and what I mean by that is like, who are they? What is like to you? What is the target? Um, and and how to in a generation that, quite frankly, for a lot of people, they they kind of look at the church, and let's be honest, they you know, like if you look at the way our culture feels about the church today, and the culture that they're primarily in, it's the church doesn't have a whole lot to say. It, it, and at times it can be they, they throw there's lots of words being thrown around like irrelevant irrelevant yeah. misogynistic yeah. patriarchal all kind you know all this stuff that that comes back you know the, the bible's outdated it's it's this or that uh how do we measure success uh, and who are these people and what's the target
3: i think that you know well the way we're structuring the ministry um, in our Sunday school classes, Scott and Jenny are working primarily with the singles. Lindsay and I are working more with the couples. And I think with that, our age range is a little bit different. We're looking in the singles range mostly at the 18 to, what, later 20s. Uh, 20s you know, yeah, and for us, we're looking more of couples from 18, probably more into their 30s. Um, and, and that's more because that generation is, is a little bit different. There have been so many shifts that have taken place through that lifetime. I know Lindsay and I grew up in the late 90s. Uh, I graduated high school in 2000, she graduated in 2001. And you think about how much the world has changed since then. Um, the way that people younger than us view the world is, is really different. And you know, the technology changes and the interconnectedness. I think that when it comes back to the main thing though, is it comes back to relationships. And if you look at people, they are desperate for relationships and That's sort of what we're keying on to be our main building block is we don't just want to have a Sunday school class. I actually don't refer to it as a Sunday school class. I say our small group, and we do life together, and we're trying to build those relationships because people have got to have that. They're desperately seeking community, and they think they can find it on social media. They think they can find it other places, but we know that the church— as believers in christ is the ultimate community to belong to it's the eternal community we're going to be a part of so that's what our focus is is finding ways to get people connected in community in a small group because when you do that the statistics all say that retention is a lot higher they're going to be more involved they're going to be more connected to the lord and grow and become better disciples the more they're connected with people in the church so that's really the focus of mine and Lindsay's clocks
1: well and Showing them love first, you know, uh, like Adam said, doing life with them and and showing them you care and, you know, and and contacting and and just like we started a a group me page and just to, to try to. You know, encourage them during the day. Send out a scripture. Send out one of my magnificent jokes to them, just to you know <laughs> to lift them up, make them smile and laugh. Mm. Not probably not laugh, but Thankfully, smile. Thankfully, it's not daily, but just anyway, weekly. <laughs> just, just you know. And uh, me, Jenny, and myself, we want we want to talk to our group. We want to, we don't want them to make the same mistakes that we made at between that age. The two you know, between us, the two of us, we,
5: we can tell you how not to do something. We can tell you
1: how not to do yes. at your age. You know,
5: <laughs> what and, the uh, wrong way to but,
1: do. Is but it. not. Uh, not preaching to them, but showing them that love. You know, showing mm-hmm. them the love of Christ through through your life, through mm-hmm. through your relationship. I, I
0: think this would be a good time to to, to, to ask this. You know, what do you? Because I mean, you're talking about you know who they are and what you're trying to do to to kind of differentiate uh, the space that you have on Sunday mornings from maybe what they're used to, or like you said, trying to teach them here here don't go down this road. What do you think that a typical next gen person 18 to 30, 18 to 25, what do they want from the church?
3: What do well, they need from the church? I think Scott hit one of them. They, they need, need love. They need mm-hmm. love. they need mm-hmm. com- community, like you said. Mm-hmm. I believe they they want to belong, mm-hmm. you know? They're they want to they yeah.
1: want they want to be a part of part of something, you know? Mm-hmm. A part a part of
3: people of caring people that that they can, you know, they can connect with. But yeah. also, Marty mentioned, you know, a lot of people view the church as irrelevant, that it doesn't yeah. right. mean anything to them. So I think one of the big challenges that we have in our ministry is to say, hey, here's how faith connects to your life every day. This right. does apply. This, mm-hmm. this is something that you will use in mm-hmm. your life. This is something that's very much a part of getting through this thing called life because... Especially right now, with what we're dealing with in our society, so many people are struggling,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and
3: they're struggling to make sense of what's going on and why is this happening and why has our why have our lives and our mm-hmm. society been turned upside down? I think that the church offers very real answers to that in the form of Jesus Christ. If we yeah. help them understand how Jesus is at the center of everything, I think that makes a lot help people make a lot more sense out of what life is throwing mm-hmm. at them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that you can't reach people that you speak negatively of right you Mm -hmm. you 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 cannot reach people that you are that you look down on, right and and i think that you know for a while in our in our culture even that for those of us who are older or or adults the the millennial has been a joke right it's they're lazy or they're this or they're unmotivated or they're this uh and you know quite frankly we see time and time again that that's not true it's a it's a caricature of of who they really are they're
4: very passionate about things it may not be the things you agree well, with that, it may not be the things point. that you like they're passionate about things
0: yeah and, and that's and i think that's where the sticking point is right is that d- their passions carry them to a different place and so yeah mm-hmm. i think for
4: some you know being a history buff it kind of reminds me of the 60s and the 70s which a lot of the people who are now criticizing the millennials lived through that time of that same passion where they were fighting against what their parents believed you probably have more in common with the millennials than you think you do it, you know it, and
0: the, the thing is is that we get i think so wrapped up in the church we get so wrapped up in the culture war, right? right? You know, the we've got to prove this wrong and we've got mm-hmm. to prove that wrong. And we, but it comes back to love, and it comes back to if a person knows that you trust them. I heard this a few years ago, and I think it really applies for this this age group of people and ones that are just a little bit older. That uh, this this teacher at a conference that I went to, and I cannot remember the name, but she said this. She said it used to be that if you uh, believe Like we believe and you behave like we behave then you belong Mm -hmm. right so so it's this journey of you believe and behave the way we want you to so now you belong but what we see in in young culture in younger cultures now is that if I feel like I belong then I'll try on some of the behaviors and if I feel like that fits and 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 everything then I might believe and I think we see that among younger generations more than anything. is I, First things first, I want to know that I belong.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to know that somebody cares about me in, in this place. So, you know, I, I want to ask you guys too, how do we as the church, how do you think we come alongside you guys and come alongside them and, and, and how do we As the title of this show is How do we be better together Because I really believe That this group is an integral part Of the body You know I mean Any any group If we, if we divorce any age group From the church We suffer oh, yeah. If we don't have senior adults in the church We suffer If we don't have kids in the church We suffer If we don't have this next gen population In the church Then we're missing it We suffer so, how do we come alongside?
1: Well, prayer, of course. You know, uh,
3: definitely. I think after that, accountability. accountability. Yeah. And so, okay,
0: hang on. I want to dig into that just mm-hmm. a little bit. What do you mean by accountability?
5: Well, our goal is to just kind of keep up with our our people that's in our, our class. We want to keep up with them. Like you said, we started a group me, and we want to be like, you know, if we want to reach out every day and just keep, you know, just that's let great. them know that they're important but, and no they see, were I are think, thinking about you. I think
0: that's really interesting because what you've done there is you flipped the accountability around. Because when I hear the word accountability, and when a lot of us hear the word accountability, what we hear and think of in our minds is we, the teachers, we, the leaders, are keeping them accountable. But what you're saying is you being accountable to them Mm -hmm. to To let them know that you were there Mm -hmm.
5: absolutely Mm -hmm. we want to build those relationships and we want to you know have that kind of relationship with them where they can come to us with life Mm -hmm. problems that they can feel comfortable like hey I know she cares because hey she's sending this out every day maybe Mm -hmm. we'll see (laughs)
0: yeah and I think that um, I think ministry and I, I say this is Ministry in total in the future, uh, across the board, uh, especially post-COVID and post-turmoil in the world. Like it's, you know, when we finally hopefully exit out of this and move forward, there's not just going to be stuff that's got to be healed from a virus. There's there's healing that's going to have to happen happen across the board in churches, in communities, in as as because I mean, y'all, I don't know if you see outside. I mean, we've we've gone to war against each other. And we've chosen sides. And, and I think that ministry for the future is going to look like taking uh, a, a scoop and like throwing mashed potatoes at the wall. You know, let's <laughs> throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and let's see what sticks. But where we've got to be careful is we've got to be, be willing and ready to wipe away the stuff that doesn't stick and say, okay, we'll try again. Uh, and, and traditionally in lots of churches... We're not good at that. <laughs> we we just want to pick up what didn't stick and throw it again and throw hope it harder. that and throw it harder. Yeah, if we just throw it harder or we throw it better or we wrap it up in another package, it'll stick this time. Um, but I I think what what a lot of people are discovering is is it it does. I'll come back to what Adam says. It all came back. It all comes back to relationships. Uh, and y'all discipleship is about a relationship it's about a relationship first and foremost between a person and Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior Mm -hmm. yes but out of that discipleship is sharing your story and sharing your life with people and you know I see you guys I see the desire in that Uh, and and I, I hope that we would all have that that kind of desire to reach this group of people, it's gonna it's not gonna be easy. I mean let's be honest. But uh, I tell our youth a lot of times, you know, nothing worth doing is ever easy. Yeah, right. That's right, right. You know, hard things are worth doing. Mm, yeah. Always the things that are worth doing are always the, the most difficult. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you guys uh,
3: So I want to circle back on one other thing about how the church can kind of come alongside and mm-hmm. support us. And I think one of the most important things is as we mentioned these people are looking for love and they're looking for community. But these people, when they first come into the church, they may not look like us. And they may not act like us. And they may not think like us because they don't have a Christian worldview, a lot of them. And what we want to do, we want them to know, look, we love you. Mm -hmm. We love you where you are. We're willing to meet you where you are. You don't have to conform to our behaviors and you don't have to conform to even our belief at first for us to think you are valuable because you are made in the image of God. You are a creation of God. So sometimes people that age they're hesitant to go to church it's funny because they're usually very bold with who they are mm-hmm. and they're very willing to put that out there whether it's on social media or even in person but they're scared to come to church because they're terrified of being judged yeah and mm-hmm. someone's gonna look yeah. down at me because Fair. of the color of my hair yeah. because of what I'm wearing and you know what we want to meet them where they are right. it, our belief is that when they encounter Jesus Christ if they come to know Christ then he's the one's gonna change their behaviors and things anyways. Right. You know, the the reason that we are the way we are, at least I know in my own life, my behaviors changed after I came to know Jesus, mm-hmm. not before.
4: Right. You know, right.
3: I was pretty rough around the edges mm-hmm. as a 16 year old before I got saved. And I think that a lot of times historically people view the churches, I mean I've heard people say it. Yeah. Well I went there today and people were judging me. They were looking at me funny because of what I wore or because I just had never been there before mm-hmm. even. So they're very sensitive to being judged and right. that's why it's so important if you've got someone you don't know go up shake their hand yeah. tell them hi I'm tell welcome. them you're glad that, them that they are there today mm-hmm. because they need to feel loved and valued more than really anything else is a starting point <clears throat> yeah. down this journey Well,
4: and, and i kept calling to mind the the story of the woman at the well you know jesus mm-hmm. the first thing he did was assure her that she belonged mm-hmm. and the and then he addressed her behaviors and her belief and, you, yeah, if they don't know that they belong, they're not going to allow you to address those exactly. other things
0: that we want to address. So you know, that's,
2: and that's the building the relationship right. element yes. of that. Right, yeah. right.
0: Yeah, and, and again, discipleship all comes back to you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be uh, a, a great teacher like Jesus was or uh, you don't have to be a, a, an epic personality on stage or anything like that. You just got to be willing to invest in people. Oh, yeah. You you just got to be willing to take the time to invest in people, mm-hmm. uh, and and that is so important. Well, guys, as we wrap this episode up, I say, why don't, uh, we, why don't we take some calls before we? Do <laughs> we can't take any calls, oh. but we can do this. Uh, I would I would love to know Jenny and Lindsay. Last episode we asked uh, Adam and Scott this, but and really this is for all of y'all. But I wanted to ask you you ladies, uh, how can we pray for you? And I don't just simply mean about our ministries here. How do we pray for you as a person? How do we pray for you uh, as a family? How do we pray for you guys wherever you are in life? Uh, And Scott and Adam, y'all can answer that too because I think maybe you have have some that are specifically about this topic or something like that. But just for y'all, how can we pray for you?
5: Well, for us, um, our main prayer is our children right now. We're really trying to uh, see a a move in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's our main focus. That's our daily prayer, sometimes Mm -hmm. all day long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at. We just want to just remember our children.
0: Amen.
2: I think for me on the daily, um, just being a new business owner, just trying to figure that out and navigate that and um, that and then, just for us in general, we kind of live a busy life with all the different things we're involved in, so um, it can get crazy sometimes.
0: Yeah. Scott, Adam, anything you want to add to that?
3: I'd say, you know, pray for us as we're working in young adult ministry. It's, it's challenging. It's yeah. hard, and, you know, there's times where it's like you'll have a, a class packed full of people one Sunday, and the next Sunday you'll have a third of them, and yeah. you're like, man, what did I say? What did I do? And they've gone and, uh, back to college. Yeah, yeah they've gone to college. Yeah, you know, so... Or they may have a sick kid or... They're traveling. Yeah. You know, so pray for that for us. Just just encouragement to stay encouraged yeah. when sometimes maybe things don't go the way we think they should. But we know that God has a purpose and a plan for us working with this. And we're really excited about it. So just pray for us that we can be effective.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Let me yeah.
5: pray for Scott. Now, this is our first ministry... Together? Like
3: t- together.
0: T-
5: together. That's yeah. awesome. So that awesome. We're, we're I'm we're not right. like Lindsay. I'm not musical. Okay. <laughs> not well that, a musical hey, bone in my body. You made so some really I'm good super, cheese, did. That may well, be your, you. your yeah. spiritual <laughs> gift. But, um, but, yeah, so this is very exciting for us. Scott and I, been we have been praying for a ministry opportunity for a while. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's It's awesome. really
0: exciting. Well, guys, we want to thank y'all for taking... I, I, Lindsay and Adam just mentioned their life is busy. Y'all's life is busy. I really thank y'all for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this show. Uh, and uh, just again, if you enjoy the show, just remember that every episode is also on YouTube each and every week as it releases. You can listen to it uh, in a variety of audio uh, apps and things. Maybe, a- maybe
4: share it with a... Next-gen person in your life. Share this with somebody. Tell them, invite them
0: to church. Uh, Invite them to come to a small group with these guys and uh, be a part of the ministry there. And so uh, thanks for listening. This has been episode four of Better Together. And uh, we hope you continue to listen because we are better together.